Congratulations! You found it! The most inappropriate book club you never knew you were missing! Starring the original book divas Martha Steele and Vonnie Golden. And also featuring Keith Steigert, Uber Reader and Romance Junkie. These people are passionate about books. Maybe a little too passionate. Plotting world domination one book at a time, they are three book girls! Now, tomorrow's... Tomorrow's the men Valentine's Day because it's Super Bowl. Yeah, so it's kind of uh, like we almost have to make an even. effort tomorrow because it's all about the ooh, 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 make me some dip. <laughs> I'm having a bunch of guys over. I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> oh, and then you guys are like sending me freaking BuzzFeed. Okay, let me just explain <laughs> you how much BuzzFeed pisses me off sometimes. <laughs> Who the fuck writes this shit for BuzzFeed? I don't know. Here's my soapbox, Bonnie. <laughs> Who has decided what is gross for women to do? I know. I know. I took that test, I took too. took that gross test. I got like 74%. Half the time, <laughs> you're I'm like just doing pissed. things, and I'm like, that's gross? You're just pissed Wait, because you're, you're gross. you're not allowed to keep holy underwear? What? <laughs> Why would you? If I didn't have holy underwear, I would have, like, no underwear. When because... your underwear are holy <laughs> or have stains from your period, those are your period panties. You don't get exactly. brand new ones. That's yep. what happens when you start your period three days early and you're wearing your good underwear. You're <gasps> like, well. Have a new pair of period underwear. (laughs) And let me tell you something. I don't know if it's just my voodoo punani or what it is, but (laughs) I get holes on (laughs) the little liner part, and I don't throw them away until I can rip that whole thing out. And I have before because it's gotten so... You do have a... You must have a voodoo punani. It like eats them. It's like it, it's gum for my punani. Okay, my punani has teeth. It <laughs> likes to gnaw on my underwear. <laughs> so it eats the liner out of my underwear. But then I don't want to buy new underwear yet. And you know what? I wear those. I until... am. We are saving the planet. Yes, because that way. Yeah, you got to keep using something and until you know it's what? all used. When up. I go to, the, if I if I pee in the morning and then I jump in the shower and I don't use toilet paper, that should not make me gross. And if I pee in the shower, that should also not make me gross because I am saving paper right there. Plus, urine is sterile. I'm very annoyed with this whole fucking tech. tech. Well, I mean, you're taking... The only reason I answered no for that question is because I don't personally like to pee in the shower. But... I mean, I wouldn't I do it on it. purpose. But I have, if I have to, I'm just going to go. Well, if you're good, if you get out. Yeah, like, say, 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 for example, that you forgot to go to the bathroom and you got in the shower and then you sneeze and you pee a little. Yes. I mean, come on. Just well, that's let a little, it go. I mean, if you pee a little, well, I just, I don't like it because it just. So wait, you guys are saying that your weird. percentages should be more like mine, but hey, you cheated. Is that no, what I'm saying? I, I no, I didn't. I'm saying there's nothing wrong with it because you're, champ- you're washing anyways. So yeah. soap is going all over the shower. So even if you pee in the shower, it's going to wash it right down the drain anyways, because you're washing yes. yourself. There was another one of those questions that it wasn't that I didn't, I thought it was necessarily gross. I just don't like it my i just don't do it myself because right i think it was the makeup on top of makeup 
Well, I've for one it. thing, I don't wear makeup often enough to wear yeah, makeup on that top I of makeup. That I had to say no to because I just don't wear it. But now, I if mean, it asked me if I um if I wash my makeup off at night and then wake up in the morning with a big makeup stain on my pillow, definitely. When I move my feet at night in my sheets, you hear this. <laughs> Because my feet are so freaking See, callous. you know what else? Too, but like... it said, does it rip them? So I said no, because I've never ripped my sheets with my feet. That, I, I got to say, sometimes to have my toenails rip my, rip my sheets. But it said heels. It didn't say toenails. <laughs> well, I think my heels have done it too. And then, oh. okay, and the fingernails. Do you guys seriously, if you have dirt under your fingernails, you don't pick it out? Like, yeah, what are you I supposed do. to do? Yeah, but the only time I ever get dirt us, I was like, why, why? I don't get dirt under and my fingernails something... unless I'm out in the garden. So, I mean, that's... And then... You get dirt under your yeah. fingernails. No, I don't. Just by scratching and just I, by Well, I wash my hands. And, I wash my and hands. And cooking. I know, but it doesn't get yeah. all the way underneath your fingernails all the time. It's one of the reasons why I keep my fingernails short, because long fingernails gross me out well, because all i can yeah. think of is how much shit is under there you got shit under your fingernails if you did a test and put that shit in a petri dish you would be growing all kinds of shit <laughs> you'd have all kinds well, of fungi coming up i don't know how it must have been a facebook article that i found somewhere but it was talking about and i don't put a lot of stock in this let me just say right now but it was talking about how like men have lower sex drives now because women do all sorts of stuff that they didn't used to do, like in the fifties stuff, like you shouldn't change in front of your husband all the time. Like you should go in the bathroom and change like, so he doesn't see you naked all the time. So that when he does, it's like, woohoo. Like, Who the fuck said that? All this I've crap never heard that about in my all, life. all this shit that women should do. And I was just like, I hate that word. Me. Should just kill me now. Whoever's writing that article must be a guy. Yeah, but I'm here's sure the thing. It's right there on the internet that they can look at anytime. It's on the TV that they can look at naked women all the time. So if somebody sees me change, who who cares? Well, not you can only see that. that stuff anywhere. There are I'm just million very different tired reasons. Of the internet telling me all the stuff that I'm doing wrong. Like, shut it's, up, internet. It's stupid. And here's me over here thinking, gee, I think we could talk about this and it would be hilarious. And Keith's like, fuck you! Well, we did talk, and it is it's kind of hilarious. It's kind of hilarious, except that if it wasn't called the gross, how gross are you as a woman? Well, you know what else I'm is really funny? I'm not even going to tell you how gross they didn't have the stuff it, is They didn't have the half the shit on it? there that I do that's gross. You want to know what my favorite thing is? <laughs> my favorite question out of that whole test was? What? The uh, the pubic um, ponytail, ponytail because I have purposely pulled my pubic hairs out of like the hole in my underwear just because I thought it was funny. <laughs> I thought the same thing. Do you want to know how? Okay, I don't know if you want to leave this in because it's pretty fucking weird. But I have actually... <laughs> no, I have to leave it in just because you said that. I have actually braided my pubic hair just because I was like, I wonder if this is long enough to braid. <laughs> just braid it. <laughs> Let's go ahead and make this a, a fishtail. <laughs> and Martha, I know how much you love TikTok. 
and I don't know if it's because the gods of whatever, like, hear us talk, but on TikTok, I can't tell you how many ads I am getting for um, ball shavers now. Really? It's because we had a conversation in, in Target about it. it's always women. Yeah, see? It's like women saying, you need to get... And I totally, totally want one. I'm totally getting I'm one. I'm totally going a on Amazon shaver? again. Yes, because yeah. it, what they... You know, because you got to... I don't like having super long Because men are hair. not going to nick their balls. So, so the idea is, really is that it has to like, be really well, good. Cause, no, you know, I was thinking, like, like you're going to give it to Ron as a Valentine's Day present? <laughs> no, I want to use it on... No! Yeah. I just don't want... All... Are you talking about yourself? No, we're talking about ball shavers for women. I am tired of nicking my cooter. I am tired and, of it. And, you know, I it was hurts. using scissors there for a while. Oh, because I just want a little trim. I didn't want to like shave it all off. We should all get each other ball shavers. I think we should. Let's just do a a ball shaver. Uh, what do they call that? A a, a round. A round, round of ball yeah. shavers over here. Let's Martha make. And a... I actually looked for them at Target. We, did. we couldn't find any. That's why I said the gods of TikTok heard us while we were walking through Target looking at ball shavers. <laughs> <laughs> or else they're not called ball shavers. They're called something else. Yeah. Dude, if I buy one, I'll <clears throat> link that sucker up. But I'm sure there's got to be one. I keep meaning to buy one. Well, I need one too. So find find one that's not too expensive that we can try. <laughs> I'm going to look on YouTube and see if they have reviews with videos for ball Speaking of going from one place to a completely different place, did you guys see this weird, like, um, what's it? Like a like a meet what's it called when like your state people or your county people get together and have a meeting about like the regulations? What is that? Um council meeting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did you guys see this council meeting about the ice fishing? What the fuck no. are you talking about? Dude, I don't know where it was. <laughs> I am gonna put the TikTok link and you have to watch it because it is hysterical. This guy is at his council meeting. He's like the mayor of this town. I wish to God I knew where it was. It's got to be Minnesota. And he's talking, he's talking very seriously fishing. about how they're talking about like letting people ice fish, like an ordinance that lets pe allows people to ice fish. Okay. And he's like, okay, here's the problem with ice fishing. If you allow people to ice fish, the next thing they're going to want to do is build a shanty yeah, on the ice. Because that's what they do and in they Minnesota. will have an ice shanty. And ice shanties, as we all know, lead to prostitution. <laughs> and the dude sitting next to him just kind of goes, what? But is trying to keep a straight face and act like that totally makes sense. Ice fish prostitution. It's the strangest thing I had no thing idea that seen. there was such a thing. Bonnie, we definitely need to move up to Minnesota. We've got and a new business model. They have, lot lizards. they have lot lizards at uh, truck stops. Well, they have ice lizards on the lake. Is that what he's talking about? Seriously? It's got to be. I've never heard you of it. You made but... that up, right? Ice lizards. Well, she totally he... made that up. I don't think I don't think that was No, I made up ice lizards, but there is lot lizards, then that's what they call the prostitutes that hang around the truck stops and like prostitute make themselves your... out to the trucks. Make your really cold hole really warm. It's like you want to try to melt you that ice? You couldn't pay me enough bit? to service some guy on a lake in a shanty. Have you I'm seen those you things? What? Some of those, some of those huts that they have are very nice. I'm just saying, all smell if like I would have known, 
30 years ago that they paid for that <laughs> shit. I was going to say, Vonnie likes fishermen anyway. The, the one bad I thing. I wouldn't have had to got paid minimum wage to wash dishes. I just could have gone out to the lake and made my money. Vonnie's the whole reason this, this you know what? is upset. <laughs> and you know He's what? Like concerned about Vonnie. The wife would never know because the hut always smells like fish anyway. Yeah. Oh, my God. Honey, you smell a little rank. He's like, yeah, I've been, I've been fishing. fishing. I've been fishing. We need been some fishing on plenty of fish.com. We need our girls who live in areas where there is ice fishing to chime in on this and let us know if prostitution on the lake butts is really such a big problem. We All need I can to think know. Of when you talk about that is on grumpy old men. I remember they, yep. they ice fish and they all had shanties. They do that in Minnesota. It's a huge thing, you guys. Yeah, but they're and not North Dakota. That big. They're not they can that big. make them they're as small. big or as little as they want. Well, I'm but sure. But let me tell you, you don't need a lot of room. No, you don't. People I do don't it know. in air. They people do it in airplane bathrooms for fuck's sakes. Come on. Yeah, I don't understand that either. Actually, you know, being being an ice lizard would really kind of suck because, man, you'd have to put a lot of padding down for that cold not to come up. Oof. Mm. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Can, can you imagine going to the doctor for um, frostbite, frostbite on, your on your knees? That'd, that'd be a hard uh, conversation to have. What, what are, are you doing? doing down there? Frostbite on your ass? It's like, sorry, my, my knees were tired. I had to get on my back. <laughs> You got to be careful where you're putting your tongue because your tongue's like freezes to shit when it's yeah. cold, Only right? if you got a well, metal penis, for fuck's sakes. Come on now. I'm thinking of tongue? all the stuff that you could be playing with in the shanty. <gasps> oh. You, that, you can take an ice cube and it'll stick to your tongue. Accurate. So things get too slippery and slidey and you slip down and your tongue gets stuck to the Oh, plate. my God. With as cold as it is up there right now, 26 below, that's the That'd kind of weather where you go out and you throw boiling water up in the air and it just freezes. Turns to snow. Yep. Yeah. You hope to God it freezes. Otherwise, uh, ow. Yeah. Kunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got a concussion. <laughs> I was trying to make snow. <laughs> it was too cold. <laughs> I didn't know that you weren't supposed to throw the pot up in the air, too. Froze <laughs> right in the pot. Didn't even get to throw it. They just said, fill, fill the pot with water and throw it in the air. So I did. How long has it been, Martha, since me and you have done anything together? It has besides, been. Besides the live event that we did in April. We haven't seen each other or, in a month or longer. Yeah. We haven't gone out it's to dinner. So we haven't had lunch together. We've done nothing. Because, you know, well, your you guys need to go have mimosas on Galentine's. It's been longer than that because everything's been closed down for COVID. Oh, my God. You're right. And it has been forever. Because I've been out to your house. But that's not the same as, like, going. The last time we, went... we did anything that would qualify would be Boulder. Yeah. Boulder was a true Galentine event. That's it. It was a true, so... a truly friend, women friend-centered event. Yeah. Yes. Because, I mean, Even Mr. Keith stood aside for Galentine's time. He did. 
So it's, he was like, I'll just drive. You're like a mom and stuff. Everything is so centered around your kids. Yep. Yes. That it's just, you just don't have time. Now Megan goes out with her friends all the time. Yeah. She's, because she's not footloose and fancy free. She can do whatever the fuck she wants with her money. She can go to concerts and have a good time. She doesn't have to justify her expenses to anyone. Oh, remember those days, you guys? Nice. No, I don't remember those days because I was too fucking poor to do anything when I was free. <laughs> True. So by the time you get old enough to be able to enjoy things, you're too old to enjoy things. Because then you have too many responsibilities. Now, when we all went to that Mexican restaurant and had drinks, that was pretty fucking amazing. That, that was the most fun I have had in so long when we were in Boulder. Oh, my God. And And we went, I mean... They were out of chips. The food really wasn't all that great, and it was overpriced. But I had so much fun because everybody got different drinks. Everybody was trying everybody else's drinks. And then we got too drunk, and then we ran across the parking lot to the liquor store. Yeah, the I liquor would say store. that was the best part because we were up. That was when we were in the hotel getting and then, super drunk. And then and after, we didn't have the people. Yeah, after we drink for a little while on the patio, we go up and more. drink more. At um, at the hotel, that was I, seriously that was the, the most fun I've had in so long. It was the key to the whole trip, I think. I mean, the live event, of course, was extremely fun too. But that's like work, right? But that so yeah, <clears throat> reading books, yeah. drinking a lot, not having to people too much, and not it's having to drive when you're done. Yeah, because we were not walking to drive. distance. Yeah, that was it, oh man. It was pretty so damn spectacular. Fun. We got to plan another one. So seriously, spending time with your girls, there just is no, there's no other experience that's like that, especially when you're an adult woman because you spend so much time doing things for other people and so much time, even when you are, you know, doing things for, even in your normal daily life, you don't, you don't relate to people in the way that you do your girlfriends. So it's yeah. important to take time to be together. And to kick back and to laugh at stupid crap. And I think we are the, the poster children of kicking back and relaxing and talking about <laughs> stupid shit. Maybe we, we should not, change I the name. I got my feet up now. <laughs> Maybe we should change the name of our podcast. I don't know if all of uh, the then women Amy- talk quite like we do though no because they wish they could some people that i know that would be absolutely horrified see here's the fun thing is they're listening to us in their headphones and therefore they can laugh at all the horrible things we say and nobody really knows just saying true true would they want to hang out with us in a public place when we're in public, we can tone it down. We're great at that. Hey, we yeah. really do. It depends on what kind of public place. Now, to go... <laughs> Put us in a bar like, and watch out. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> to go to, like, say, a furniture store with us, maybe not. But to go out drinking with us? <laughs> I could behave myself you, in a furniture... I don't know why we'd want to hang out at the furniture store, but... Well, I was just trying to pick somewhere that would be, like, you know... <laughs> non-fun to be <laughs> oh. yeah i can't think of a more <laughs> non-fun and place the dentist office the, the dentist office maybe oh my what? god like bigger link potato <laughs> thing. 
You know, that's the worst thing I've ever heard, Keith. It really is. I just don't even know what to do with that. I don't know how to unpack that. I, I desperately want to read it. I think you should. You know, I think just those. for for research purposes, you sort of have to now. Is it a new I, way I to mash potatoes? I, I missed the conversation. Oh, I know. The you finger, were having issues with yeah. your headset. There were, There's a, a sex a book. book. About fingerling potatoes? It's a shifter book. You know how, like, there are all these romances with, like, guys that shift into wolves or tigers or other, like, bears? Are mm-hmm. This guy <laughs> shifts into a fingerling <laughs> potato. <laughs> it makes it zero oh. sense. Zero Okay, sense. Because apparently be you want to have sex with the potato rather than the dude. Not to be too specific, but fingerling potatoes are not that big. That's what That's I what they're, said. They're like this. I bought them before, for, like for dishes. Yeah, and they're Wouldn't like it disintegrate at some point too. Well, I mean, not Only unless you cooked. like cook it first. Other- Maybe otherwise, it's it. sort of like having some weird shaped Benoit balls up there. Yeah, the way it the just ladies does were not sound any fun. It, if you would transform from a dude into like a bear, I could see that because bears got to be hung. But like a fingerling potato, what the fuck? It sounds it's all like about a, the D for me. It sounds like a guy who clearly is less endowed, who's trying to make himself look more, uh, what, what word would that be? Desirable? <laughs> yeah. You could have a fingerling potato. It could be worse. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely think I need to read it, and then I need to discuss it on <coughs> Patreon or something. That's a great idea. All I idea. can think about is, remember how a while ago, long time ago, we were talking about fun ways to mash up a banana? Oh, yeah, banana bread with your coochie coo. Yeah. yeah. Some coochie banana bread. Coochie mashed potatoes? There you go. Something to serve your Valentine's <laughs> on, on, on Monday. Be like... This is some interesting butter. What kind of butter did you use on this? Oh, oh honey, that's all me. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> we are nope. now one hour. I know, I know, I know. I'm sorry. And actually, we're two and a half hours. I know. Because we've been trying to do this. Well, thank God. Time. There's only three of us. <laughs> all right. So, so, you got any books about female friendships you want to share, Vani? I do. I did do a book about female friendship. It's kind of a weird book for me. Very different than my regular book. I'll just warn everybody right now. You mean now. it's not depressing? I mean, there is some drama in there. There's some sad <laughs> oh, okay. parts Well, then, you're good. But it's not like, you know, make you want to give yourself a big fat bullet instead of a fingerling potato kind of thing. <laughs> Thank goodness. (laughs) The book I read is called The Year We Turned 40 by Liz Fenton. Now, we'll have to say that this book was a good book. I did enjoy it, but it wasn't very believable in parts. So it's about three friends. And the year that they, they all turn 40 about relatively the same time. So they take the friend who turns 40 in the middle and they decide to take this trip to Vegas, kind of like a Valentine's Day thing. They take a trip, just them, none of their significant others or anything like that. And um, I believe it's Jesse is the one who it's actually her birthday. And they decide to go see this uh, magician. And they go see this magician and they're just kind of, you know, not really believing it, you know, blah, blah, smoke and mirrors. 
and the magician wants to see all three of them um, in his chambers after the show. So, you know, they're kind of, you know, kicking back, trying new things. So they decide, you know, what the hell, let's go and do this. And he tells them that he has a special power, but only because of like the lunar eclipse or some shit like that, that he can, the year they turn 50, they decide to all take a trip to Vegas, not 40. And, and they're kind of like, you know, they think about it, they discuss it, but they all have to agree to it to actually for the magical spell to work. I don't even know what you call it for the time traveling thing to work. So they all decide, yes, let's do that. Well, so it rewinds their lives 10 years to the year that they turn 40. And he tells them that you only have one year to decide whether or not you want to keep the lives from that point or go back to the way your lives were. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. They all decide to go back to the year they were 40. And it turns out that the year that they turned 40 was all pivotal moments of their lives that change that affected how everything turns out 10 years later and you find out very early on in the show in the book that jesse who is the friend that they went on her actual birthday her youngest son is not actually bothered by the same people as her girls so she had an affair the year that she was 39 does anybody else know that? One of the friends knows it and one of the friends does not. She tells her husband and her husband divorces her over it. Whoa. Oh. So, and that was the year that she turned 40. So she decides that that's what a she wants year? to change in her life. Yeah, it was a shit year. So she decides like, instead of fessing up to this big mistake that she made, she was going to try to hide it and keep it a secret so that her marriage doesn't, doesn't implode. Well, uh, Gabriella is a very career-oriented person, and she gives everything to her career. Her husband wants to have a baby. She tells him no. Well, the year that she turns 40, she decides that that's what's missing in her life and decides that she's going to try to have a baby with her husband, and it puts stress on the marriage. So that's the thing that's different in her life that she decides that she wants to change. And Claire has a uh, daughter with a very absentee father, and she's made a lot of mistakes with feeling guilty about her daughter's situation. So she gives in a lot, and her daughter has problems in school. She drops out of college. And so she decides that she's going to change her relationship with her daughter and try to be more of a parent and less of a friend. So that's what that is, her decision. And so they all go back and they try to like change different things in their lives. And I'm not going to say that they're all successes or all failures. You'd have to read the book to find out. But nothing turns out the way that you think it's going to turn out. Their friendship actually suffers after they go back because they're so focused on trying to fix their past mistakes that they alienate their other friends. So this bond that they had between them was actually a little bit broken because they decided that they didn't want to share their struggles with their friends 
because I didn't want to burden him. Mm. Do you, do you understand? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, and because they did that, they ended up not being as close as what they were. So the Galentine's part of this book would be the fact that because they were struggling so hard on fixing their life, they didn't take the time for themselves to spend with their friends mm -hmm. and decompress and everything was more stressful for them because they didn't do that. They didn't make time for themselves. And I think really Galentine's Day is a lot about that, a lot about making time for yourself to enjoy your friendships and your time and just kicking back. The whole time traveling thing was a little weird. And that part of it was unbelievable, but it was a very, very minute part of the book. And the only reason that it was in there is to get them back to this pivotal year that they all decide that, you know, they want to go back to and change their lives, basically. So, yeah, it was it was pretty good. I, I think that um, this isn't going to be a book for everybody. Martha, I don't know if you would like it. It's not romancy whatsoever, but it's, it is pretty it, drama filled. Yeah, it's, it doesn't sound like. And the characters aren't, they're likable, but not super likable like uh, <laughs> and that's called the year we turn 40 by liz fenton get a mimosa all right key so the book i read this week is called in five years by rebecca Searle. tell you what this book gives me so much pause because i generally no not even generally i have never reviewed a book on the podcast that i gave a poor review to and this one I did, but hear me out. So I love romances. Mm -hmm. This book is, if you go on Goodreads, if you go anywhere, it's a romance. That's what they all say. It's this big romance. It was like nominated under Goodreads for romance book of the year, all this stuff. Let me just say, if you go into it looking for romance, this is not a romance. Ah. It is a fantastic tale of female friendship. But that's not but, what you so went we, into it for. Yes. And I'm very sad. I'm very angry and sad with the people who marketed this book because I don't understand why they marketed it the way they did. Because it almost feels like they were saying, well, the friendship thing wasn't important enough. But so this book, let me tell you about what the book's about. Danny, and it's Danny with an IE, so it's a woman. Danny is this lawyer. She's a, a new lawyer. She's young. Um, she is the kind of person who has her entire life mapped out. She has like a five-year plan and a 10-year plan. And so like she's at just the right point in her life. She's got her new job as a lawyer. Um, she knows that she wants to get engaged soon. And then like in five years, they have like the one kid and like she has it all mapped out. So she, this is the night that she gets engaged. She's been dating this man for five years. They are totally compatible. They've lived together forever. Um, everything is going as it should. So it's that evening they go home. Like I said, they live together. She goes to sleep and she wakes up 
five years in the future. Whoa. It's New Year's Eve. It's New Year's Eve. She wakes up five years in the future because she sees on TV like the date as the balls dropping. So it's 2025 and she wakes up and she is in a different apartment. She has got a different engagement ring on her <gasps> finger. And there is a different man in her bed, in bed with her. Holy shit. Yeah. She spends one hour at this place just kind of trying to suss out what's what, kind of gets the guy's name and doesn't want to say, um, I have no idea where I am or what's going on. Or who you are. And then she goes back to her regular time. So it's like but, of like, course, a, like a hallucination almost, huh? Yeah. Okay. So with all of that, and I'm not going to lie, um, don't listen if you don't want to be spoiled, but I honestly kind of think you almost need to be. That has very little to do with the book. I mean, because if that happens, you kind of think that this whole time she's going to be building some romance with some other guy that she's going to end up with. This book is labeled a romance because she has this amazing best friend named Bella. Danny is this organized woman. Bella is this like fly by the seat of your pants, um, experience life, like everything is awesome. I will find the sunny side of everything. And they they just mesh so well, like they complement each other in all of the best ways. What makes me very sad about this book is that it is an amazing story about their friendship and about just having a ride or die person that you see everything through with. And I feel like they kind of lessened it by making it as if this whole book, she was, Danny was going to be looking for this big, long, big old love affair with this guy she's going to end up with in five years because it has nothing to do with that. And I mean, maybe that's supposed to be the amazing plot twist. I don't know. But the romance is actually between these two women. And I don't mean like a sexual romance. I don't mean some physical relationship. I mean just the fact. And this book is terms of endearment like sad. Oh, man. I hear, I'm over here thinking... Oh, I could read that. I could read that. And now you just go and fucking ruined it for me. Okay. I mean, I hate when you go into books and here, here's the thing. If you go into this thinking, this is this light romance, which it kind of pick, paints it as mm -hmm. with that whole synopsis, Bella gets very sick <laughs> and oh. the relationship between the two of them, while Bella is struggling with her health, it is amazing, but I feel like the people who um, publicized this book did their relationship a huge disservice by not once do you, I don't even think the blurb mentions Bella's name. Um, it's very weird to me because it is this perfect, beautiful portrait of a friendship between these two young women and what friendship should be between women, even though they don't agree on everything, even though they're completely different people. And they really painted it like it was going to be something else. Hmm. That's <laughs> One of the people who reviewed the books 
I'm sorry, what? I said that's very disappointing. One of the people who reviewed the books, um, like on Goodreads, put it perfectly when she said, I felt like I was catfished. <laughs> and that's exactly how I felt. Now, I read this and I hated it. I gave it a two and a half star. And for people who know me, three stars is me not liking something. Two and a half is like me saying, holy crap, this was awful. Now, when I went back and read it, knowing what I was getting myself into and knowing what actually was going to happen in the story and what it was actually about, it was gorgeous. I would easily give it four and a half stars. Isn't it funny I mean, how that, that happens? That, yeah. And it, it's that book that you, you have so much to discuss. It would be this perfect, it's very short. It's like 255 pages. It would be this perfect book for like a women's book club because there's just so much to delve into about their relationship. And it's just so disappointing that they tried to paint it like it would be this big, like Danny trying to find this big romance. I can't say enough how disappointed I was that they didn't just come out and say, call it women's fiction. I mean, if you need to call it something, hmm. honestly, because, and I want to say it's Sericia Glass, who is this awesome romantic author who um, I saw do an interview who said, when you want to read romance, you expect certain things. And that's for two people to fall in love. When that doesn't happen in a romance. Then I it's mean, and not even a romance. Like, right. And even if they fall in love and then they tragically get separated or someone dies or something, it's still a romance. Yeah, I really don't understand why they don't just come out and say what the book is. But... If you go into it knowing that it's almost a terms of endearment, like it's not a mother daughter, but it's two friends that are practically sisters. It's so lovely. She says so many, there are so many quotable things in it. But the first time I read it, I could not get past the fact that nothing was happening that I was expecting. Hmm. I mean, because you don't want to plot his twist to completely destroy your view of the book which mm -hmm. I kind of felt like this did and I was not the only one that felt that way but if you go into it knowing that there's not going to be some great romantic love there's not I mean obviously there's no sex or anything in it which is great I mean it, but it's the perfect Galentine's book because you just everyone aspires to have a friendship like this and it was, I, I cried just thinking about wanting something like, I mean, it was almost a sister sibling relationship with none of the drama or none of the like, Hey, you did this when you were young and I can't forget. Like, it was just so gorgeous. If you go into it, knowing that that's what it is. So I gave it two and a half stars, but then I bumped it up to four and a half stars. Once I actually knew what it was about and I reread it. But that was called In Five Years by Rebecca Searle. That happened to me. I read a book, and I'll probably review it next podcast because I had to go out of order for Valentine's Day. But I found this book in the humor section of the library. I mean, I looked specifically for fiction books that were humor, and this one came up, and there's nothing funny. I mean, it's a drama. It's a drama <laughs> yeah. book. It got miscategorized. And I mean, it was a good book and everything, and you'll hear the review next week, but 
but the whole time I'm reading this, I'm like, how is this the humor? I don't, are we laughing at their pain? I don't understand. (laughs) And that's so wrong. (laughs) It would be wrong to laugh at the things in this book. Well, and some people, there's a reason why trigger warnings exist for some people. If you had just lost a person to an illness, I mean, this would be a lot for you if you were going in for some lighthearted romance. Mm -hmm. I mean, to not specify, because I mean, I get it if it's like a subplot, but no. (laughs) It was, I, I bawled. I mean, oh my gosh, I ugly sobbed at this book. So this was like a Don't beaches. Don't go into this for some this lighthearted is, like, this was like palate cleanser. This was like beaches. This is what it sounds like to me. Oh my god! Yeah. yeah, I cried just even thinking about beaches. I got a little teary when I watched it, but I didn't actually cry. Hard-hearted. But it was bitch. pretty sad. Did you ever know? <laughs> 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 I'm telling you, there's only one movie that I've ugly cried at. And I cried a contact out. I cried so much. And that was uh, When a Man Loves a Woman. Oh. I the never, only one I never that saw I've that. ever. All right. <laughs> Martha, did you read something poignant? <laughs> Fuck you, man. Yeah. I'm so sick of you guys. <laughs> this was supposed to be a happy fucking day and you went and ruined it. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> oh, I love you. <laughs> I love you too. Well, I, I, you know what? I'm really conflicted about the book that I read. Actually, I, I read this, I read a nonfiction book thinking that it would be the perfect book for this. And it was called Text Me When You Get Home, The Evolution and Triumph of Modern Female Friendships. But it, it, That's it, a did, long title. it didn't, it was a nonfiction book and it was all right, but I, I didn't feel like it was that much of a revelation, you know, or that much to even share. Sorry, Kayleen Schaefer. I mean, it was okay. I, I rated it over all right. But when I was trying to find things to really, you know, the meat of female friendships, I didn't feel like that was enough. So I went back to the lists again, and I found this one called Supper Club by Laura Williams. And as I was reading it, I was getting more and more frustrated because, for one thing, the main character was such a downer holy shit I just couldn't make a good connection with with the main character um she just I don't know she she was she was a bit of an Eeyore (laughs) and you know how I don't like Eeyores people who are constantly but what I found really interesting about this book and it took me all the way up to the end to really really get it this this girl doesn't have a lot of female friends and she finally finds her person so to speak when she when a new co-worker gets a job in her department and they kind of become friends well the weird thing about it is that not only are they super different but this girl is bizarre Okay, I'm I'm not going to recommend this book based on anything except for the way the way I was thinking about it after it ended. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because it really made me think 
and and if I if it if this hadn't been in an article about female friendships, I never would have gotten there. I ne- I never would have made those same connections. Cuz this girl who's the main character, she lives with a bunch of girls and she she's real slow to make the friendships and she she meets this one girl who she finally makes a good connection with and they start this supper club well it's initially because she's a really good cook and she really likes to cook for people and it just really brings her joy so she begins you know cooking for her because they're roommates and and then they invite people to come. Well, they realize it's a huge pain because the first time they do it, I think they rent out a space to do it in like a restaurant kitchen or something like that. But it's weird the way the progression of the book goes because all of a sudden, before you know it, they're breaking into places to cook things. So they go break into these places and they have these wild food parties and they just act like pigs and they just eat and eat and eat and eat (laughs) and they do drugs and dance around and do weird shit. And then they clean everything up and they go home. And it's like this. Does anybody realize they've been there? No. Until at one point they do eventually, you know, go way over the top and I'm not going to spoil it or anything, but. It's such a weird thing that it's hard, kind of hard to get your head around why this would be a good idea, because it's really not. But what it does do is it shows you, and like I said, after I finished reading it and sat with it for a couple of days is when it, it was finally, oh, because her, the way that she was relating to these women was so unique. And it was something hmm. that they did just for themselves. And it was not necessarily a particularly um, good thing from a mental health standpoint, you know, going breaking into places and shit. But it was yeah. the whole idea of, you know, this is something I can do with these people. And I trust them so completely that I strip myself down to the very core and eat like a pig and do all of these things in front of these women. And... I feel fulfilled as a result. And I think that in the end, that's the reason that I chose to review the book. I mean, her husband, not her husband, her boyfriend, she has this great relationship finally that she has with this guy. And, you know, she's she's had kind of a weird life and has finally found this guy who's just so great and so nice. And he finds out about this thing. Basically, he sees this friend of hers for what she is, which is really not really all that good of a friend if you look at the way she Mm -hmm. behaves and stuff. And he sees her for who she is, and he doesn't like that they hang out. And I don't know if any of you guys have ever had a friend like that that your spouse does not like, and that is very difficult and destructive for a relationship when your significant other does not like your girlfriend's. So there's that part of, there's that piece too. So it was a really fucked up book all the way around. Strange fucking book. And you know how I like strange, but holy shit, that was strange. (laughs) It was strange, guys. But like I said, it really brought up some interesting questions and feelings. 
it might be an interesting kind of book to deconstruct in a book club setting. Because I noticed on Goodreads that people either really liked it or they fucking hated it. Yeah. <laughs> there was nothing in I between. I could see that. So anyway, um, but I thought it was a good thing to, because those, the way the the trust that they had in each other in those moments was so complete. And I'm not going to tell you what happened because if I did, it would spoil the book, but but those supper clubs that they had were so special because of the ultimate trust that they had in each other to make that happen. Hmm. Plus the idea of breaking into some place and like fucking cooking. What an interesting I know. like idea. I know. Like... It's just so bizarre. I could, at first I couldn't even really get my head around it. Probably because I am a rule follower. I'm not a rule breaker. And the yeah. idea of breaking into some place just fills me with existential dread. I can't, I can't, no. I can't imagine how you would even let go. Like, yeah, I, mean, I would they, be nervous and looking around the whole exactly. time. Exactly. Like, that's exactly me. I would not be able to have any fun or, you know, but they would do costumes. Although, I mean, depending they do, on what kind of shrooms I do, maybe. They would do costumes. They brought everything in with them, all of their food <laughs> and their supplies, and then they would put a tarp down and just food fight or whatever the fuck came to their minds. Wow. And just stuff their mouths until they get sick and barf. And it just sounds horrendous to me, but you know, it, the ultimate trust exercise is really mm -hmm. what I kind of got out of it. It took me a while to get that out of it after I let go of all the feelings that I had while I was right. actually reading the book. But talk to somebody one time, I was talking to somebody about, they were talking about when their house was broken into mm -hmm. when she still lived at home. This was like a long, long time ago and they were about to move. So the house was half empty and they were gone. And when they came back, somebody had broken into their house, not only stolen some of their shit, took a nap in one of the beds, cooked a ham. <laughs> they cooked a ham when they were there. Jesus Christ. That's that? a commitment cooking a ham. I know. That's just not like a grilled cheese sandwich. That takes some time. Yep. So they put the ham in the oven, went and took a nap, had some dinner, and then, you know, robbed. Robbed. Their, then went on their business of robbing. But wow. that's just so Ooh. insane to me. Maybe I gotta it give, was one of these supper clubs. Really. So there was, I don't think there was a ham involved in this, but it's still, there was still was there a was lot food. of, and there was a lot of really... <laughs> I, I found it really kind of gross. The whole food, you know, talking about food in those ways to me didn't, didn't appeal. But, you know, maybe mm -hmm. some people it would really, I guess I'm not that obsessed with food. But for somebody who really loves food, there was a lot of love given to the description of the food in this book. And that was called Supper Club by Laura Williams. Were there any fingerling potatoes? <laughs> right pour that gravy on me in the name of fingerling potatoes <laughs> i guess when you think about it the most hedonistic thing that women do is probably eat too much because that's what women are constantly told not to do exactly and i think that that's why it would make such an interesting conversation in a book club i mean just the disgust that i was starting to feel as i was reading it i i kind of had to unpack a little bit of that 
Well, for one thing, I'm really picky. So some of the things they were describing, I'm like, holy fuck, I never put that in my mouth. Types you wouldn't of... put it in your mouth. Would you put it anywhere else? Mm, I don't know. You don't like it, but what about your loved ones? Yeah, but there was a, there were no man, there was no dick there. It just wouldn't do it for mm-hmm. me. And there was no orgy or anything like that. It was just, it was girl affection so none of the food none of the food was used in any like nope. other sexual purpose nope damn it not sorry. that kind of book then sorry <laughs> doing body shots with maraschino cherries man yeah <laughs> Woo! give me some of them titties no there was Do nothing like that in there <laughs> instead of a whipped cream bra it's a mashed potato bra oh my god that sounds incredible <laughs> you definitely would need that <laughs> bald trimmer before you tried any of that did you call it a bald <laughs> trimmer oh you did trimmer. you called it a bald, bald with a no, d on the end no i just i like that's what will happen much. when you bald use it trimmer. you'll be bald <laughs> well that's kind of what you want because mashed potatoes go with gravy not hair <laughs> ma'am there's a hair in my food well that's because i'm eating it <laughs> off of your chest <laughs> 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 Better make a waxing appointment before oh. that supper club. <laughs> Take a dip in some nair. <laughs> Instead of sheep dip, give yourself a nair dip. That'd be a great, great uh, business model, wouldn't it? So you put you just put a snorkel on your face and make oh sure your God. hair, dip just it. your whole head in a bubble, and then just dip, and you get rid of all the hair all at once. Girl. Your whole head. I'm saying goggles and a hairnet. <laughs> get all this, too. <laughs> oh, That's yeah. True. I forgot about that. Goggles and goggles a, ha- a hairnet. Go- goggles and a hairnet. Yeah. Hairnet. That's about right. Goggles and a hairnet. Yeah. That's it. Do a it's little. going to be the new, How would you the breathe, new spa though? treatment. You need something around here, and I need I need the hair for the hair, right? Well, I mean, snorkels all go. It goes in your mouth. It doesn't. You don't I really. guess that's true. Yeah. You're not putting a whole, you know, scuba diving kit Good on. Good lord, I'm you would about... look like a Pepto-Bismol nightmare. Like the <laughs> right. The goggles that you wear like when you go to tan or something. <laughs> Creature from the nair dip. <laughs> it burns! The things we do for beauty. Oh my Not god. Not tonight, honey. I just had my hair dip. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little I'm a little tender. A little sensitive. A little sensitive right now. <laughs> Get it off of Three Book Girls? Check them out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Follow them on TikTok, YouTube, and check out their website at threebookgirls.com. And join the group Three Book Girls Tribe on Facebook. If you really love them, share the podcast with a friend or join them at one of their live events. Three Book Girls, a Steel Trap production.